0: So, 2018, 19? I think it was 19. I sat on a bench at 2000 Trees and I'm introduced to you and I go, oh, you're a bass player. I'm <laughs> from awesome. an amp company. Would yeah. you be interested in checking out our amp- amps? I had a picture of the amps that we made at the time and you were like, nah. See, I don't remember it going specifically like that.
1: I remember um I remember being interested. And I'm like, you know, it's Ben from Laney talking to me. Like, I I definitely would be interested. But yeah, I think the mo- the particular model that you were showing me,
0: yeah, it wasn't to my taste, yeah. for sure. I think um, I knew that. I think I, kn- I knew it deep down inside. I was like, I to, think I was trying to be nice about it. <laughs> yeah, I think you were. Like Ben, you were. Yeah. You're like, um, not for me, but I'll, I might check them out. Yeah. They're yeah. like, let's sort a of date. And it's one of them, like, we're uh, never going to sort a of date. But I appreciate it. Yeah, but I think and we like, exchanged
1: numbers at that yeah, point, didn't we? Did, we? Yeah, we
0: did, yeah. Um, because I said, but I've got an idea. And if it comes to fruition, like, you, you'd you be up for it, man. Like, yeah, just, yeah. just let me cre- curate that idea.
1: Yeah. Um. And did that conversation kind of, not dictate, but did it pave the way for what this
0: is? 100%. There was your, the conversation with you. <laughs> this is good. This is quite cool, actually. There was the conversation with you, and then there was one other conversation I had, and it was with Vadine White, who's the founding member, bass player, inventor of slap bass um, wow. from Earth, Wind and & Fire. And <laughs> it was literally you two. Wow. And... um I I know his sound and then I heard your sound and I was like I know how to make that sound from our the old type of amp that we had yeah but it's I know this product inside out and it shouldn't be that hard to get what would be typically described as a classic bass tone yeah <laughs> should not be that hard um and they were good amps obviously um <laughs> but it just wasn't right um so then I came back here to the laney hq and i was like look i've had a conversation with a couple of different artists and it's just this amp isn't right with yeah. and the irony with it all is we like lyndon laney started he was a bass player he the reason he built the first amp in 1967 was because he was playing with john bonham was a drummer yeah. robert plants a singer They did a, it was their school band, they called the Band of Joy. Yeah. And um, they were like, Lyndon's on bass, but he didn't have an amp. So he was like, well, make one. He studied studied physics, he was like, I'll make one. And then I looked down the line and we haven't really pushed bass, we haven't done it properly. If somebody said to me, (laughs) like,
1: you need to make yourself an amp, otherwise you'll never be able to play in this band, I'd have to give it up.
0: I would not know where to start. Honestly, well, quite honestly. Yeah, like he oh, just that's just cool, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, it's very like, of, it's very of the time as well, like post-war Britain, like oh, I want to do something new. Yeah, so I'm going to make it. When when what year was this? That's 60 it's 66 that would have been, 65-66 because they wow. wanted to do a pop group yeah. because they're looking at bands like the Stones and the Beatles and Cream yeah. in the in the charts yeah. and like yeah, we'll, well, we'll have a go at that. Because they they went to school together. Yeah. and um, But then as the band developed and Robert and John were like, we're going to go off to meet people in London and stuff. They played gigs all over the country. Lyndon was like, you know what, I'm going to stay here and do these amps. He was meant to go to Reading University to study physics. Um, but he was like, oh, I've got my amps and I'm building them. And he was building them for... So Tony Omi from Sabbath and Slade were having them and stuff. Other, yeah. Argent as well, God gave rock and roll to you. And Coliseum and even a band um, that the, the were um, ELO before ELO started. So all the bands in Birmingham really. And they were like, oh yeah, we'll get this guy to Mildeson Amp. Yeah. And um, so he took a gap year instead of going to university and that's 53 years ago yeah 50 yeah 53 4 years ago um, that's amazing but the cool thing with that is his son james is now the ceo so obviously there's the there's the family thing there which is really cool
1: yeah.
0: and like i came back from having that conversation with you i was like it's just these amps are wrong we just we this we can do more than this yeah and i'm not having that conversation with of another member of my department or whatever, I'm having that conversation with the CEO whose yeah. last name is on the amps. Do you know what I mean? Definitely, so, yeah. And knowing that he... Like, we had a prototype of a new amp that we were possibly going to do, and it was like, it's just not right. That's um, the thing, and
1: you do need to go and, and talk to the people you're going
0: to make it for. Well, that's how this came along. And straight... Like, honestly, all through it, I've been like, when it's done, if it's right... So I've been testing it, and as well as other people making sure the sound's right, I'm like, the test will be you, yeah, this is so mad that it's actually I mean, came together this, like- is,
1: this is yeah it's it's really I'm honored to be to be quite honest because I wouldn't have just this is why I've not really had many endorsements it's because I've been pretty happy with my setup, you mm-hmm. know um, but I know like Sean and matt they've been they've had guitars and endorsements thrown at them, but um and I'm not bitter about that <laughs> at all. Uh, <laughs> disclaimer, um, but you know, like I'm, I'm a person who who loves like my vintage guitars. I love the sound of them. Um, I've had like discount prices on on um, loads of stuff, like Orange Heads. I'm, I was technically an artist for Orange at one bit, and you know, I was getting discount prices and that and that was fine for me because I, I liked my rig, and 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 that's that's what I wanted. I think, um, particularly with i think it's a bass player thing but i think it's also a personal thing where i do have a lot of boxes that need to be ticked for for the right sound and for the right look and and for what i want to play um and i wouldn't have just gone to anybody the reason why i wanted to come to laney one because you're you're such a nice dude and i think we bounce off each other quite well but just like the history of laney i think is it almost matches the ethos of sleeps because this is a dude, like you said, who was literally didn't have an amp to play through. So we built one. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's been the entire ethos of sleeps as we've kind of come up through the years, you know, like we lost the practice room that we religiously met in a few times a week to honest, quite honestly, like smoke weed, drink beer, and just just play music. When we lost that, we didn't, you know, we found ourselves with with nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, we I, we literally got a small little hole in the wall um, in Sheffield to, to practice in for a couple of years. And we're like, do you know what? We need something ourselves. We need that like, vibe again if we're going to create any more records. And just to work together properly. So we built the warehouse. And that's, that's our <laughs> HQ. That's where we create stuff. It's like mo- most people... You know when when we're off tour that's that's where we go that's yeah. that, that's our job to turn up to um and i think that's why i don't i don't think we'd have not only the songs that that we've written that place but i don't think we'd have the success that we've gained in most recent years without that place because mm. that's what we need that place to just to to meet up and like bounce off yeah. each other and get and create that vibe yeah, it's really hub, isn't it? It totally yeah. the hub yeah and yeah, and, th- and this is why like, I think just es- especially like the aesthetic and everything to do with this line, like when I came down last, last July, was it? I think so, yeah, July. It's like a, yeah. A lifetime away now, isn't it? Um, yeah, like instantly. Like, you, you said you didn't expect it to be. You thought you were going to have to really sell this to me. And, you know, and and I assume like you will probably be going off of the last conversation that we had with 2000 Trees. But I turned up and... I don't. I didn't know what I was expecting to be quite yeah. honest. But straight away, I was just like, "It's exactly the sound that I'm looking for." But
0: mate, like for four years. Well, I've been with Laney for like five years, but with the older bass stuff, I sort of had sort of my like my spiel sort of yeah. planned out. So I know. So with this new, you were the first person outside of this building to try it, right? So again, it comes back to because you, you know, I was like, if if Aaron gets it, then I've, I'm on to something with it. Yeah. Like we are on something with this range. Um, and I was so excited. Like we literally stood here, and we didn't even have the eight ten yet. Right? Yeah. We were using an older eight ten. And you plugged it in, and I was, ex- I was really ready to go. Yeah, and it's got um, effects in and out on the back. You can, if you pull the second channel volume knob, it will blend both channels, and it's good. I was expecting, like, what tilt does, like, you know, yeah. throws low end or higher. I was really expecting to go through it. You plugged it in and just went, yeah, or oh, oh, I can tell. It,
1: well, yeah, I, I can tell. I can tell straight away because there's been so many, like, amps, like amp companies that have come to me over the years and and I've turned them on and I can tell straight away whether yeah. I'm going to like it or not. And obviously you need to dial in the sound, but, like, you just, you just know sometimes yeah. the dynamics of the sound aren't there right off yeah. the bat. But with this... I don't know like what the knobs were turned to at the time of turning it on, but I was just like, oh yeah, it sounds fucking amazing. Because I like try and get a really like nice, well-rounded tone out of out of the head before I start taking it to some effects pedals. Yeah. And if I can get that, because that's the foundation of the whole sound of it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah, and, and I'm somebody who's not really Technically minded with with this kind of stuff, I like a really user friendly interface. Yeah. That's what I'm all about. That's why I liked Orange for so long. Um, but obviously, like if I was to pick a company, if I was to hand pick a company, I would hand pick Laney, To be quite honest, to to support me and and vice versa, and yeah, just everything about it's just really simple. You, you you just want the no frills just easy to use, but sounds amazing yeah. piece of equipment. And that's what all this line is to me. It's, like, it, it's so easy to use and it's amazing.
0: But I think for me as well, coming back and because there've been little tweaks made since you even tried it in July. Yeah. And the, what I like, so sort of like the, the symmetry between your story, your band and us as a company, like, like naturally. Like you'll be able to hear that there's noise going on around here. It's because this is a working factory. Yeah. Like this is like we're in Hales Owen, just south of Birmingham in England, and these amps are built here. And we it is a working factory. And I like the fact that if for instance, when we were testing it, after after you came here in July last year, um any feedback you had, I walked out of them doors, upstairs, into the R&D, and said, right, we've had the first person try yeah. it. And I sort of just told the R&D people, right, when the speakers come, we, when the cabs come, they invite, they've got to be versatile in all this business. And I love that sort of synergy, how even though we've been going for 53, 4 years now, yeah, well, I'm seeing this as like a startup because it is fresh. This is new. And I like, so the, the symmetry of that is like you, what you guys have done with the Patreon and stuff. And it's like the world has hit the weirdest time ever and you haven't just rested on your laurels and gone... Well, okay, well we well we it's make music. To to we work, can still it? make music. Like same with us, like we make amps, we'll still make amps.
1: Yeah, it's time to get to work. And that's yeah. and, but this is this is what I really love about this relationship now. It's like you've been an integral part of creating this whole line. You're somebody who, you know, with exchange numbers, we can just send a text to each other anytime. You know, I've like I said, like it, it takes a lot of boxes for me to like work with somebody. Yeah. Somebody who's just not going to bullshit me. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's so much of that in this industry and I can sniff it out a mile off now. I've yeah. been involved in it 12, for 12 years. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And and I don't get that with you. I don't get that with Laney. And, it, and I think it's something that, quite honestly, I know it's a little bit of a different thing because, you know, Lane is an amp company and we're a band, but I, I hope it's an ethos that Sleeps can keep throughout the years. Like, yes, we want to create some success. We've got a really important message that I think we need to put out in the world, but we all, we want to keep our feet on the ground. Mm. That's why like throughout the years, we, we, we've never turned our, we've never fucking done a paid meet and greet. Yeah. That will never happen. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And we'll always go, as long as we can make our way to that merch table and we're not going to get completely swapped, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll keep going there for as long as we can yeah. because that's what we want to do. Like we're just, we're real people and and I feel like Lane is a real company. I think
0: when you, Come from an air area, like areas, so small towns like we've come from. Yeah. And I have this imposter syndrome thing. Imposter I'm, syndrome
1: is massive with me as yeah,
0: well. Yeah. But i like for me, I'm just like, I'll be uh, <laughs> name drop, but <laughs> at the last Sabbath gig, yeah, stood on the stage and I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, what? Like, I should, I should not have this access. Yeah, definitely. Like, I keep thinking, well, I've got a camera, and I'm going to speak to him in a minute about these big amps. So, I've, well, I've got the pass. But it's what so, keeps you
1: humble, though. And I think yeah. if you don't let it completely overtake your brain, yeah, I think if you, you know, because it, it was something that affected me. Like, I mean, and it still does um, to some extent, but it used to affect me really badly mm. because... You know, I was just like, yeah, I shouldn't be here doing this. I'm like, when is somebody going to find out? When I'm, you know, when we like first signed to like a a management company, I was just like, when are they going to figure out that we're just a bunch of videos? Do you know (laughs) what I mean? And, but I think it's something that keeps you humble. And I think as long as you don't let it completely take over, it's something that keeps you grounded. And I think you do need to be grounded Mm. in an industry industry like this. Um,
0: I think as well, when you meet like the bigger places and stuff that you end up in and like you end up in meetings that you're like "Well, this is serious yeah like like, this is or like do the title yeah yeah, yeah. you're like and then you meet in people that you just think what fucking planet are you from yes like where and
1: at some and at some point like you were just at school figuring this out as
0: as much as we were it's the dick measuring all the time yeah and that's just i never get it and i never have it it's like that's fair enough. Like, do it. Like, if that like, floats your boat. But I, I just can't get on with it. Well, man. and that's something.
1: And that's something that yeah, we're absolutely against, and I, and I hate it, and it's cringeworthy to yeah. be quite honest. And I, I think, think it's cringy. And I think you know, and you can tell, like you know, like is this really who you are? Do you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? And if yeah. it is, I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. Um, but I think you know, you've always got to be yourself in this life, and if and you, it will eventually. Um, well, it will work out for you if you're yeah. just yourself then whatever you do whatever like i'm a big believer in what you think about can manifest if you really want it enough yeah. and if you put in not just thinking about it though you've got to put in the time and you've got to put in the effort as well but if you want it enough and you're not being anybody else but yourself then i think it'll work out i think that's what's happened for us we were always the five guys who was on a tour, like there's been so many times where we've been on a tour and we've pissed other bands off so much just because we are who we are. Yeah. We have a laugh. We don't care where we are. We are always, you know, we can be in public um, and we could be anywhere and we're, ju- and, we're ju- and we're just we're just who we are yeah. and we're not going to try and conform to any social convention wherever we are and yeah. not that we're going to be disrespectful. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But just be yourself and have but a it's laugh. it's
0: the same thing, like that similar thing. So, um, through the pandemic and so obviously your pubs and that have been shut. And I've been thinking, it's it's made me realize that I don't it's not drinking that I particularly miss or anything like that. It's the banter, it's the crack, it's the fact that you'll be having a beer with your mates in the pub or in a in a place where it's like you can gather. Yeah. And just like the the way that the stories and the journeys go. I just, you will never, ever be able to replicate it via a screen. Like, or you're it's no. very, very hard to. No, you
1: can't now. And I
0: think as well, like through the pandemic, the mental health side of it has just obviously, yeah. it's blown up massive because obviously we've all been set in this construct of all the freedom you had. Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. And I think it's been the biggest challenge has been actually not even accepting that you're going to have a mental health problems and how this, how tough this period is going to be. But I think it's been actually how to get through it.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I don't think we realized how much we needed other people. Mm. Um, I think this uh, pandemic has kind of blatantly shown us that we are like social creatures mm. and, and we need to be around each other. And I think that's what, a lot of you know going to a show and releasing energy it might be somebody's the the only thing that they do that week and they've been to work all week and they need to get out there and they'll just you know be like with like with a stranger just like singing um and shouting the lyrics to to something that they have a mutual love and respect over and that's that's what we want to do we want to create a community like that, and and you know, and it's not like we feel like we're we're better than those people. We're not the kind of band who put ourselves. We don't see the stage as a pedal pedestal whatsoever. Mm. Um, we see like we are being raised up by those people completely. Mm. Um, otherwise, we'd be playing to an empty
0: hall. <laughs> I think. The- I think as well. The but that's where like the Sleep Society comes into it so well, in yeah. the fact that and like we have a similar thing with like the Laney... Facebook forum Laney Amplification Facebook forum um, and it's this little community and like ours is ours is small yours is growing yeah and you just think this is such a cool dynamic
1: to Definitely, get these yeah.
0: people that like like you're fans of your own band do you
1: know what I mean yeah that's we always write music for ourselves and yeah. it's just and we're lucky enough that other people enjoy it that yeah. much as well and if you're doing it for any other reason then it goes back to just being yourself that if 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 you're yourself long enough it will work out for you
0: Mm, you know
1: and if you if you've got if you've got those dreams and you're just yourself through it then it will prevail and you know and and going back to um just about like how much like this industry isn't really it was built a long time ago Mm. like the the whole like notion of of like labels and, and, you know, like we're, we're in a different age now. We're in a we're in an age where like we've got streaming platforms that don't play artists very well. Great for exposure to get new bands out there. But like in terms of sustaining that living mm. um, in like making a living out of it altogether. And if, you know, like I think there has to, there has to be another way and that's why we created the sleep society because you know, this, there's, there's so many, so many of our fans out there who care about us and we care about them. We Mm. care about the longevity of this thing um, because it like for our own mental health, as well as theirs, like it's, if we were to, if we were to break up, it would be like breaking up a family. Do you know what I mean? And I'm sure there would be like people who would be as devastated for us if it didn't work out. And that's why it, like during this pandemic, we were lucky enough to, to, you know, we had this idea for a long time, a long time before the pandemic. And, and I think we were just lucky enough for it to be a silver lining mm. like the, the way that we released it when we did because if it wasn't for the Sleep Society and for the fans getting behind us, then I don't know what we would have done. Mm. It would have been a massive
0: struggle. I think, but that works so well. <laughs> timing of timing of a pandemic is never great. People. It's never, it's never if, a good thing. If you're planning a pandemic, avoid March. <laughs> um, but I think... The fact that it landed when you were planning to do it anyway, yeah. And now looking at bringing new music out, and it just—is it, it, it the sort of the little nudge that you needed to just go, yeah, we're going to do it. We are actually going to do it. And yeah, we were going to do it, but we're actually going to do yeah, it. Sort yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, yeah, we were, we were planning on doing it anyway, and um, it was it was a lot of lot of planning, mm-hmm. like and preparing for that initial release. Because um, you don't
0: want it to come out and be shit. <laughs> exactly, you know I mean? yeah. And
1: we were like, we
0: weren't trying to pull the
1: wool over anybody's eyes. We, we are not the first band who's done it, but yeah. we were the first band to put it in such a way that I, th- of like, like this could be a new infrastructure yeah. if we want it to be. And why not? Because, you know, why, why not cut out the middleman? And we have the, the fans who are so, that, who believe in a, in a band's so strongly and the band also relies on those fans Mm. so why why is there anybody else yeah you know like and and if they care about advanced survival so much then they're almost like shareholders yeah you know what i mean like if you think about it they are like shareholders within the band and and we've always said like the band isn't just us five people that's why we don't like as long as we can we will always go to that merch desk before or after a show and we'll meet fans because I don't even like calling them fans, you know what I mean? I think that is such a such a weird term. Like, and I, although like technically, you know, that yeah. is what they are, but I think I think it's more than that. It's this connection that, yeah. that's more than that. And and I, they know it, we know. And, we're, and I think I think that feeling's reciprocated. We show that it's reciprocated. It's that synergy, it's that relationship that it's, a, it's completely
0: a two-way street. Yeah. Completely. Um one thing. I'm never going to be sort of annoyed about ever again, ever is going to a gig. So I've got, I've got three on this week. Yeah. Who am I?
1: (laughs) Definitely. But I don't think anybody could have prepared for it though. You never think something's going to come along where it shuts down the entire world. Yeah. Um, And hopefully like, although, you know, it's hard not seeing your family and friends. It's hard not being able to do anything that is remotely normal. Hmm. But, you know, hopefully it is a crash course in helping humanity learn that we, we do need to, be, we need to be careful with what yeah. we're doing take to this sc- planet.
0: Take stock of what you've got and... Enjoy every moment because it could be literally the last time.
1: Yeah, enjoy every moment, but not at anybody else's or the planet's expense because we've quite clearly seen how quickly things can turn (laughs) around and we're this, you know, I'm a fucking hippie person at heart and I will, you know, and every day I think about this. We're on a fucking, we're on a rock hurdling through space. We haven't got another home. No. Not that we know of. The government could be hiding something. Who knows? Uh, you
0: know. The reptilian overlords could be up to something. <laughs> mean? Uh, Have you ever been to the island, man? <laughs> exactly. What's there? Is it a gateway? Ooh. Who knows? Ooh. To the upside down, yeah. probably. Welcome um, to the but, Joe Rogan but, experience.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, hopefully we can just approach with caution now. Yeah. Um, because if we've just gone through that for nothing... For, for people's perspectives to not have
0: changed then what's the point? Yeah, I think it'll change forever as well but like the one thing I'm so excited to see is a gig or, and like making, I think, s- I think we're going to be more aware now that you're, there's a potential to have a memory be made every time oh, you go somewhere.
1: Absolutely, like, whereas before it would have been like, oh, you just, you, well you wouldn't have even thought that way. Well exactly, yeah, but I, I think it just shows, like, how how distracted we are and how, like, I've got a fucking... The last 10 years are filled with experiences for me, but I can only tell you a handful of them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And hopefully it means that I will take in experiences more, be more grateful for them. And, you know, like, I, I think the reverse has happened in, in this past year is that we can't... We only have a handful of experiences because that's only how many we've had. Yeah. And now I think people hopefully hopefully people will just take it in more but I think the reason why there's been such like a mental health um, epidemic as well as being uh, a worldwide pandemic is that I don't think anybody's had that opportunity to sit with themselves for this long yeah. they've always had something to do and always had something to keep them distracted and now they've had time to sit with themselves and sit with their own thoughts and are scary to a lot of people
0: yeah, definitely you know? I think um when you like, who who would have ever had this much time to go and really sort of analyze your life because definitely. like definitely the first couple of months like I was very, very fortunate that so I still worked for it all yeah, and me too and, and, and i could couldn't be more grateful, and I don't know how I'd have felt if I wasn't working yeah or keeping busy, but then, after that. I then had five months off because my head melted. Yeah. And so I sort of had like it in reverse. Whenever everybody was going back to work and things were sort of getting to a routine, not a normality, I was off and I was thinking, bloody hell, this is weird. You
1: see, this, this is why I'm really grateful. It almost doesn't feel like there's been a pandemic to me because we have just been in the studio and we would take this amount of time off and the routines are exactly the same as what they would have been if we were in the studio while the world being normal anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I didn't, didn't have it affect me as, I definitely did feel it affect my mental health in, in some respects because like I said, there's all these times where you'd usually be doing something or I'd be traveling somewhere. Like this is the longest I've been home, the longest I've been in one place to watch so like being in uh, one point of the year watch all the seasons change and come back to the first one that I started <laughs> since I was like 19 that's crazy which is fucking crazy when you think about it so yeah like my system has been like what's going on because yeah. although because you know like a subcon- your subconscious is a massive part of you bigger than what you think and you although in your head at the forefront you're like I'm sat here this whole time because there's a pandemic but it's almost like your emotions have got muscle memory, you mm-hmm. know? And and my, my the cycles of my system have been like, well, we should be getting ready to go on tour soon yeah. or doing something, yeah. and, and we're not. But um, but yeah, like you said, um, you, you yourself have always been somebody who's been busy. You've been busy throughout the whole pandemic. Mm-hmm.
0: And then, are, are you comfortable with talking about yeah. what, what happened? Oh, here? yeah. So, um, um, yeah, so I went to... Um, so did normal pandemic stuff, like working from home, and this is oh, this is nice. A screen in my conservatory. And <laughs> like let's do interviews with people. Yeah, uh, like forgetting that the world isn't all on Greenwich Mean Time and doing interviews with artists really late at night or in LA. Yeah. So you anyway. And then I was like, oh my eyes are in a little bit. Go to the I uh, probably need glasses because this is the longest time I've been. Just sat at a computer each day rather than oh going out to a gig or meeting artists or blah 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 for years, ever in fact. Um and then I went to the optician to get some glasses and she was like, nah, mate, you're this is bad. Like there's loads of pressure on the back of your eyes, and there's no blood going to your eyes, and you shouldn't be able to see. I was <laughs> like, Well, I drove here. So, like, what's going and on? I'm looking
1: at you right now. Yeah,
0: literally. Like, how many fingers am I holding up? Like, and all that business. So I went to the hospital. hospital, um, didn't drive to the hospital, and um, they did scans and stuff, and they were like, yeah, you've had a stroke, mate, and you've got a blood clot in the front of your brain, and we're going to do some more tests tomorrow. Um, and when they did them, we they were like, yeah, you've got brain tumours, mate? Fuck, man. Oh, my. But one of them weird experiences, like, nah. Because when you have a stroke, like, you, like your arm doesn't work, or like they think that it could have, I could have had these... Tumors there, f- slowly growing for twenty years. Um, That's crazy. Um, and then, so yeah, so like normal bit of pandemic life, like working from home and everything. And then, as things sort of opened and then started to close again. So that was September 2020. And then I was like in hospital, brain open, you see, cut a bit off the bin.
1: I didn't realize until I spoke to you just a few weeks ago the severity of it because how you portrayed it online was not as serious as what it was because and honestly quite admirable I was you know I've said this said this to my wife and uh, a couple of people at Warehouse um, when you told me about it I, would, I just said I could only hope that I would show that much bravery in a situation like
0: that because but I think it's just coping mechanism. like again like I'm from a <laughs> it's, it's your it's your background it's your growing up like if someone falls over you laugh while you pick them up yeah not like it's that sort of thing and I think if you'd have said to me a year ago oh you're going to lose some of your hair you're going to have this stroke you're going to have this you're going to have like it's going to be intense I'd have gone "Now nah, I won't be able to deal with that mate yeah but, but until it's, you it's, find
1: yourself in that situation
0: yeah. it's so weird and again like recovery I'm fortunate my recovery has been quick and it's like, it's still bits that it's still s- stuff that needs to get fixed properly. Um But yeah, it's just so weird. I, and I look at it and I think only in the past couple of weeks that I've thought I've gone, fuck that happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I, in fact, this is funny. It's not, it's not funny, but I find it funny. <laughs> but right? If you can laugh but, in the
1: face of adversity, mate, that's, yeah. that's, that's, What's, what it's well,
0: about, isn't it? Here's one for you. So, I was looking through all the notes that they give you. So, I got paperwork coming out of my fucking ass, like from the hospital. Yeah. And, um, like you know, it's serious when you're in, like, I've never been in hospital. Last time I was in hospital, like for more than one night, was when I was born. And, um, you know, it's serious when they come into the cubicle and they pull the curtain around. And there's not just one person, there's like yeah. three or four. And I thought, like, oh shit, what's this about? And it was the night before the big, the seven hour brain operation <laughs> to take this tumor. Out. And um they go to me, yeah, we've got these, these pieces of information we need you to sign. And I just went to sign it. They are like, no, read it. I was like.
1: "So That's well, your want- automatic re- reaction, isn't it now? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Because right. we've done it for so long uh, throughout our adulthood. It's just yeah. like. What's this fine print? Uh, yeah, sure, fine. fine.
0: Yeah, I'll have a contract. Thank you, Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And they probably got my soul many times yeah,
0: over. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> um, yeah, and oh, no, they're agree. like, no, read it. So I read it, and there's this little box that said all about what the operation's going to be. And, you know, there's a this, it's great, and you should definitely have it because you could pull out up until your going to the operating theatre like you could yeah. say nah fuck this No, uh, I was reading hey it's great to so, like have your head cut open ha ha like come on live, live it up <laughs> um, and then um, there's this box and it said like possible side effects and symptoms like what can happen and they'd written in there like you could have another stroke you could have an aneurysm you could have this blood clots blah 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 and then at the very end of this little box, they'd just written, like, you know, when you run out of space at school and you'd go round the corner of the page, yeah. you'd, like, go down the page, it just said, risk of death. Just, <laughs> right at the end. Yeah, it was like a bullseye prize board. Yeah. Like, in one, you yeah. got paralysis. Yeah. Um, so, but I don't know, like, that, it's just, you just sort of deal with it. And, like, I'm glad, I'm very fortunate and I'm very aware, I think, that, you, I, I've been able to sort of cope with it, but it hit me in the past few weeks. Really coming back to work and having a routine. Do. I
1: think um, like traumatic situations where you are literally creating mental defence mechanisms yeah. as you're going through it. Which I'm sure was, you know, your your online attitude to towards it. Yeah. Because you, if you was being that silly online maybe in your head, you was just like, I oh, can't be that serious if I'm just having a joke, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, I think it can definitely, like trauma like that can definitely have a delayed reaction uh, for sure. And what, you know, what you were saying about it not feeling like it happens to you. I think that that's what it's like. When life gets fucking serious and it gets down to the wire, it doesn't feel like it, does oh, it? no, um, definitely not. My, I lost my mum to cancer when I was in my early 20s. And that whole time, it didn't, it didn't feel real. Yeah, it didn't feel like when you know that moment when it happens. It do, it doesn't feel real. No. And the and the reason why I say like you know traumatic events. I mean this. I mean this. It happened to you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it would have been hugely traumatic. Um, I think I'm only dealing with my mum's death like, like last year. Yeah. I I definitely and I think 2019 was the point where things unraveled for me. Yeah. Um, like
0: just the amount
1: of touring that was
0: going on it sort of built up and it was a yeah, pressure cooker yeah, on, yeah.
1: it was a pressure cooker yeah and and the whole like writing and, and recording and so what none of it everybody was going through a bit of a traumatic experience mm. and then after after writing that album and recording it and that just being hugely traumatic we threw ourselves on tour for eight months it was just yeah, not it's the intense. it's not the right environment and so, I, and i think that was the point where i couldn't fit anymore in the bottle yeah and i was and, and i Dealt with it since then, but still still there's remnants. And, and I think you know, there's, there's so much life trauma that if you don't deal with it, it will come back to, d- yeah. to deal with you. It will, think, it will pop its head up at the most unexpected times.
0: The time for me, the thing that I sort of noticed, because I was going through it and sort of like having a bit of having a crack with it, and having a bit of banter with it. The two things from it that I've sort of noticed, because when you're going through it, it's really strange. Because it doesn't feel real, but mm. it's like the effect it had on my family, like my parents and my brother, and like me and my brother really, really close. And when I was saying to him, look, everything's going to be fine, but just in case, here's the password for my phone. Here's yeah. my password for my oh, email. That's fucking insane, man. And like he was going, you're going to be okay. And I'm like, yeah, I am, but, but just like, in case. I've, like, just in case, because there was a 70% um, chance of me coming out of it and something seriously being wrong. Literally, first thing I did, I woke up in the recovery room. First thing I did was check my hands (coughs) because can I play bass still? Like, the irony is I couldn't play bass very well anyway. (laughs) But, like, but, um, (laughs) um, but again, like, saying stuff like that, and I think, Jesus Christ, like, dude, when you're going through it, you just sort of, Plow through it, but it's the effect on others. So, like you saying, like you losing your mum, like when she was going through that, she would have just been plowing through it. Yeah. But it's the effect to the support network that that's what I've sort of noticed with this. It's just been like, Jesus Christ, man, like how for one, how fortunate to have a support network and like of people that are actually good, but like. Fair play to him, like, see, this
1: is this is this is it, man. Like, when, when it gets down to the wire, I think human beings show their true colors, and more mm. times than not, we're there for each other, yeah. and, we're, and we can really pull through for each other. And hopefully, it you know, again, this with a pandemic, hopefully, it's, it's given us new perspective because there's so much, so much smoke and mirror when there's not something like a pandemic to make us look at ourselves and look at what we're doing to the world so much we're so distracted with our own bullshit Mm. but hopefully we can strip that back like heading into this like almost like a new world like hopefully we can fucking just view it at a new vantage point going into talking about our new album Mm. we should
0: talk about that yeah
1: um because it'll be out by now by the time this Mm. comes out (laughs) that's scary (laughs) i'm I'm sure it's gone (laughs) well hopefully. Um, is it finished? It is finished, yeah. And yeah. it does, yeah, But like, it does take us a while to finish an album, so yeah, but um, it, we always yeah. seem to, we don't, it's not like we take our time with it. It always feels like we're, every album is all hands on deck, but it just takes us ages. Yeah, but it's got to be right, hasn't it? you would be right, Why yeah.
0: would you put something out that you're not quite happy with? Like, We'd we'll,
1: never do that. Yeah. Right. And and to be honest with you, we have pushed deadlines because of that many times. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think every band says this and it's always, and it's cliche, but I do really, I believe it in my heart that this is the best album that we've, best material that we've ever written. Mm. Um, when Bees was talking about You Are We, um, you know, Terry Beezer, um, for some reason, this always stuck with me. Um, and I know like me and Matt have talked about it a few times. Uh, when he was reviewing your UROE, he was really into it, but he said, but Sleeps have got a monster album left in him yet. Yeah. Um, and I think this is that album. Sick. Um, just everything about it, we've, it's, it's, it's quite literally an all killer, no filler. Um, eight full tracks, two kind of like interlude kind of things. Um, and it's, yeah, I just fucking, without being arrogant, it's just fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, like, Sean, like some of the riff work is just unbelievable and i think you know like each album is a learning curve
0: yeah
1: and with each album just with each year like each year as you progress in life like i like to look back and think i was a better person than i was just last year yeah you know and if your music isn't doing that too then you're doing something wrong do you know what i mean and i think the only way you would end up doing that is if you're trying to appease anybody but yourself yeah um, and this, so if, if, this, if our work is always true to who we are then we n- I don't look back over any of our material and think that was that was bad or we'd be doing it for anyone else for us
0: yeah I think as well you attract similar mind sets I think that's the best way to put it so the people who are your fans like the people who follow you um, I think we've got a bit of a similar thing as well it's a little bit different I guess yeah um, like the people that follow your band, you ninety nine percent you could just go for a beer with. That's that's yeah. exactly it. That's where there's this sort of synergy between the the music industry, and then there's this tiny little sliver in the middle, which is like equipment, and like that's <laughs> where I live. And then if that little sliver, there's this tiny little bit that yeah. goes endorsements, but they're so. It's so it's such a massive part of the music industry because you think, What does someone play or play or yeah. plug into? But it's this tiny little thing. There's probably only a couple of hundred people that are doing my like artist relations, artist yeah. manager, whatever, in this industry. And I just find it so mad. But the connection that like, I've always, always said, um, like naturally like with getting artists on board and stuff like that naturally we live in an age where you do have to sort of take into consideration the sort of exposure and the social media and all that sort of stuff but because we aren't owned by anybody like it is like for me it's me and then i look above to look at james laney who's he's my boss and definitely yeah and Above him there's the board of directors, but on that board is the Laney family. Exactly. That's <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? crazy, isn't it? But it's like for me, the connection between all that is like, well, why are we doing this? Like, why do we actually want to do this? And it's like, well, because we actually enjoy it and we want the best for our fans, for the people who follow us. Like we have done a Bluetooth speaker. And like we could have done one years ago, but we did it because it's like, well, actually. Not everybody wants, like, because a lot of people love seeing, like, our little small speakers, guitar amps that were for practicing, if you like, but they're Bluetooth on it. And some people said, Oh, yeah, but I'd actually just play the tunes through it. Yeah. And I saw a lot of artists were playing their music through it backstage. Yeah. And that's, they were using it, it, it to warm up. But my the thing I kind of get into is the fact that the relationship between us, the brand, and like you, the band, yeah, it's just, like we don't want like you like you say like you've seen like and you've said about working through the industry, you meet so many different people. And we don't want people that like if it's hard work on day one, well how is it gonna be if we try and build a relationship to the end? Do you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. And I think it's
1: people don't see and you you know, you were talking about like like social media and stuff, people don't really see the groundwork that goes into everything. Like literally like we, like a lot of our personality goes into an album a lot of an emo, like emotions that we're feeling on that day like it mm. somehow gets suspended in the feel of the music do you know what mm. I mean and and that's why although it's like a lot of people don't agree with this the kind of little areas that we try and explore um as as we develop you know a lot some people don't like the, the synth kind of sounds, what, what we do, whatever. But um, at, at the end of the day, every album will be a Sleeps album because it's us and we put yeah. our blood, sweat and tears into yeah. it. And, and I think this is, this is why I think there's many parallels be- between like us and just just any kind of business or any kind of... So when, when you're creating something, if it's going to be a success, you have to be passionate about it. Yeah. like with with sleep, like especially in the sector of the music industry that we're in, or the genre of music that 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 we do, it's it's hard yeah. to get your foot in the door, you know. You, and you have to be passionate about it to push yourself pa- past that threshold. Between like be- below the threshold is logic and sanity, <laughs> but you have but passion. Almost there is a, there is a little bit of insanity there because. I was 22 and eating cold beans out the back of a van on like in Brighton. Do you yeah, know so what I mean? Is it
0: genius or is it insane? Exactly, the, yeah. the balance is like very
1: close. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And what would have sounded like an insane thing all these years ago yeah. when, you know, like he had to create an, an amp just to play through. You know, like that's the thing that like what is just a social, quick social media post, like the the year and a half work that we put into an album and it's condensed into one scroll, and people see the artwork, and they double tap it, like it, and move on. Yeah, that's the attention span people have nowadays. But um, yeah, it's it's the same thing. Like you, you put in so there's been so much work all the way back to the sixties, and so many passionate people working in it since then, like mm. yourself. And just look at look at how long it's taken to produce this product. Yeah, and now you've got it to the point where it's been through so much trial and error, and that's that's all a working. Um, that's all any product is. It's yeah. a it's a it's a trial and error and a work in progress.
0: Yeah, but I think when it does come together, and you've got all the aspects that are lined up in the correct way that you want it to be, it just it cannot be beaten. Especially when you've got a team around you, because that's like I've got the team here, but it's like our that's our band. <laughs> like we're we're Laney and we're from sewing yeah. That's our band, and yeah. it's. It's the same with you. Like, if you hadn't got your team around you, like your bandmates, and you aren't pulling in the same direction and then a little bit off each side yeah. to make it better, like, then you're always going to lose. But if you're all on the same page and you, like, you're on the same page, but you all want to turn the page, if you like. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's that's just the best way to be. And like that, I think that you can take that into anything in life, be it you're being a band, be it making amps, pedals, you just your friendship group. Like, how many times have, have people thought, guys, I'm always the one texting everyone, how are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. everybody's had it. But there's also a moment where everybody else in that friendship group's gone, oh, I've always texted them. Yeah. Like, it, it, yeah. It, but, like, you always have to, like, you're, you you stay friends, you stay working, you keep, for, for the reason, because, well, you want to, yeah. You know, and and that's the for me that's just the biggest thing like through life and like you said, yeah. hopefully you're a better person each year as each year goes yeah, by. definitely. And like same, I think you know it, it's the, the start of the pandemic. They were like, "Oh, what are you going to learn to do?" I was like, "Well, oh, probably going to learn to like get on myself probably a bit better." I'm not going to actually physically yeah. learn anything new, but I'm actually just going to take a bit of time to just go. You know what? This is odd this is new, yeah. like, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to learn how to bake banana bread, but I'm probably going <laughs> to know how to, I didn't like, try that
1: either. No, uh, probably yeah.
0: might know how to, like, not be a dickhead to people if I'm, like, coming in, if I've had a stressful day, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like,
1: I mean, life's precious, and, yeah. uh, you know, there is a fine line between life and death, I'm sure you've got a newfound appreciation for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you're not doing what you love, and it's so fucking cliche, but the reason why things end up being cliche is because they're so true. Mm. And it's like, you need to be doing what you love doing. This, you, you, you wasn't born in, into this world to make somebody else money, no. you know? You've got, you've got to be passionate about what you're doing and you've got to love what you're doing. And if you don't, then quite frankly, I think you're wasting your time.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So when it's allowed and we can actually gig again, which I'm so, I'm chomping at the bit to do <laughs> Obviously, you've got this. So, fond what head, eight by 10 cab, ceramics in it, very, very loud and very heavy. You've got to make sure it's difficult to carry upstairs. Otherwise,
1: is it really a base cabin?
0: Oh, here's one for you. Just a little diversion. Um, this, this this whole talk has been about tangents, so yeah,
1: I mean, <laughs> <but that's
0: laughs> my let's keep, life. keep going. <laughs> For about, yeah, 30 years have been all right. We keep it.
1: trying to talk about the album <laughs> and talk about all this stuff, but we keep just talking about life.
0: I just like talking to you, Aaron. <laughs> um, so Lyndon Laney, while well, playing with the Band of Joy, was carrying a 4x12 up some stairs. Something happened where he slipped and this 4x12 cab, fell over the banister of these stairs mm. who was walking up the stairs John Bonham their oh, drummer yeah. and he nearly killed him oh my god <laughs> but he was alright eventually yeah. that's um, fucking
1: sketchy though isn't but
0: imagine it? that like the Bonzo is like regarded as one of the greatest if not the of all time drummers yeah Lyndon <laughs> could have killed him so that's funny But so yeah so heavy cabs are good <laughs> um, yeah so 8 by 10 it's got ceramics in it they're HH they've been made designed for this range so this is yeah. a, quite a cool thing because um, we had a different brand in the old cabs there were a different composite which is like how the magnet is made um, basically if, if a cabinet's really heavy it'll be ceramic magnet if it's quite light then it'll be a thing called neodymium which is a carbon composite magnetic wow. ceramic, whatever yeah Um Went back to the heavy stuff because it's it's just more traditional, it it just works. Um, and you, you
1: don't need with with a sound as heavy as this can produce, you, you need something that's not gonna be rattling about.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, still got a cool thing. So like the one thing that old amp range did have, we introduced this thing called tilt. So basically, um, if you've plugged into your amp and you've oh yeah, a little bit of bass or a little less treb or whatever and you've got your perfect settings, then you go into a room and it's just changed because each room is different. So you don't want to mess around with your EQs, but you, what you can do with Tilt is you can just roll it off and it's like a seesaw to your tone, to your EQ, if you like. So roll it off a bit and it makes it a bit more thumpy. Roll it all the way off and it's very like dubby, if you like, yeah. and same the other way around, but like more trebly. Um So we kept that on it because like, even though it's vintage styled and everything, like that's a piece of brand new technology from a couple of years ago. Yeah. And we're like, you know what? That was such a good USP. Let's keep it on because, again, a lot of the artists that I've got have said, you know what? I'd be playing on a hollow stage and just all the bass is just getting dropped. Yeah. But I just roll the tilt in. I don't have to fuck with my settings, my EQs, nothing on the board. And I've just got that thump again there. Sometimes
1: you need the extra little bit, like you said, especially if the stage is hollow yeah. or like depending on how big the place is. See, the, when I'm sometimes dialing in my tone, you have to take a big step back to be yeah. like, because you're not, this is right next to it, is not where anybody's going to be listening to it, including <laughs> myself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you need to, you need to like dial in your tone and take a good few steps back to see. Yeah, so like
0: see what it sounds like. That's gonna that's gonna sound different on the Roundhouse stage than it is like in O'Meara, sure, in yeah. London, whatever. Like naturally, because you've got one is a huge, big, open, round building, but it's a su- suspended floor, if you like, so it's raised, and then you've got the raised stage on top of that. Yeah. So like the bass naturally is gonna just lose, like the thump, if you like, the yeah. thunder is gonna go. To the lowest point before it travels because that's how how it will work Um, so it's good to have them little features on it, cool thing about this so you've got your um, FET volume so that's like channel 1, so that'll be down there, so that's just like a nice clean tone then you've got your tube channel which is like your valve, but you can pull the valve, the tube volume and it'll blend the both, now again it's an idea because so a lot of distortion and sort of um sort of more overdrive pedals um the sort of best kept secret to them being good is you have a high pass filter on it yeah and you can roll out the sort of the hiss that you get with distortion but you still keep that sort of thud and thunder of it yeah so with them two channels, there when you can blend it, so you've got the option of having sort of like a gritty sound, but you've got a nice clean undertones that so your actual note is still being pushed through, yeah. Um, it's kind of like having your distortion pedal with the high pass filter on it, yeah, which is kind of cool, which is sort of the secret to a good distortion pedal. Um, then these pedals, so we've got a compressor which is called the custard factory because that was. The name of the building where the first Laney factory was. Yeah. Um, obviously, the range is called Digbeth. That's an area in Birmingham where the first Laney factory was that Linden set up in 67. Peaky 67. Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Who wants me? <laughs> um, then we got the 85, which is a octave and a fifth pedal, and it's called the 85 because. That's the number bus that Lyndon used to take to get from West Brom to Digbeth, it's on, like before he drove. And then we've got the distortion pedal, which is called the Black Heath, and Black Heath is a place that is just up the road from here. And we used to have a factory there in um, in the eighties. Um, and then we've got the preamp as well, and the preamp pedal <coughs> is essentially like you're flying somewhere. You can't take this or this, but that's got the sand in it.
1: Yeah, well, the, the head is is small enough to be able to you taking that anywhere, anyway. Yeah. But in the cases where, like, if if we're flying to Southeast Asia and we've got like pretty much no bag baggage, and I'm probably not going to take that to no, to, but you've got it right there. But that's it's right
0: there in that pedal, yeah. which is which is amazing. But again, like for the person for the player that doesn't actually want a big rig. Um, or doesn't want one of these options, say that you get in the same sort of tone and sounds, very very similar to the head. Yeah. Um, and but it's it's just a board thing, and obviously pedals and boards are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, so that's pretty cool. But the cool thing about these, so eight by ten, which is a standard in sort of like artist world, if you like, mm. but actually practical for the little person who's playing at home yeah. who wants to get into a, well they're not really because that in your bedroom is <laughs> yeah. pretty i mean i you know that's that st- would still
1: suit me for like having a, like a home rig yeah you
0: know i mean and well that's why we have done so this so bass is always put into the category of 10 inch speakers and usually you have a four by ten cabinet um and then possibly like a bigger inch speaker at the bottom and the reason why you would then have a bigger cabinet at the bottom, so a four by 10 and then say like a one by 15 or something, is because you need that lower bottom clarity. Yeah. So you put a second cabinet. But we were looking at it, we were like smaller rigs are being more practical, more useful. So actually you put the 500 head or even the 200 head that we make as well. This is actually a four by 10, but we've made it so it's a little bit taller. So... Again, it feels like you're playing the massive rig, yeah. but it's just a little bit more practical. Still, wheels and stuff on the back of it. But, and then the other one, the little guy is two by 12. Now, 12 inch speakers are usually found on guitar players. So, guitar players get the fun with 12 inch speakers, but we decided just to try it because bass sounds so good with 12 inch mm. speakers. And, um, and that as a little rig, actually, that's that's a perfect little home rig. Yeah, we have exactly, got a yeah. two hundred watt, two ten combo thing as well. But that, like, I've used that in band practice. Yeah, with a loud acoustic drummer, it and it's it cuts, man. Yeah, because all the cabs are four ohm as well. Yeah. So when you're plugging a head into a cab, it's the full power all the time. Yeah. Whereas sometimes in previous iterations you might have to have another cabinet to get the full power of the head. Definitely. So yeah. you have to split the sound. But um, yeah, and I just, it's taken a while, but it's just so right.
1: Yeah, it's it's great because I think, you know, I do like something that is really simple, really easy to use, but ha- produces a great sound, you know what mm. I mean? Um, but yeah, like, especially with um, the distortion, the Blackheath, Um, it is really versatile and like you were saying like plugging your rickenbacker in a sound that would suit my grabber would be totally different for the rickenbacker you know what i mean and but you can dial it all in for whatever
0: kind of setup that you've got you've got three settings on each pedal each pedal has a switch in the middle and you can choose like three different options and on the distortion for instance in the middle setting you've got like an overdrive so like one of these being like really pushed you got a top setting, which is a bit more like a more vintagey valve sort of sound. Yeah. Um, and then the bottom is a bit more of a fuzz. There's there's a slight iteration, like then it's not like drastic sound. Yeah. But again, like you said, your grabber, the passive pickups on it, because it's a 70s one, right? Yeah, it's 76. Right. So the 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 pickups in it, they're they were just wound differently, and they're they're different pickups as well, they're like not your standard sort of type of pickup. No. And it was completely different to my Rückenbacher. But that's the switch setting in the middle just works because you can just go, you dial in your tone to different instruments really, really quickly. But, and it's the same with the, we've got the octave and the fifth. Like really, didn't think I'd enjoy that as much yeah. as I did. But I think with like, so you got the choice of going two octaves down <laughs> and you can control how much of the two octaves you go into. Um, but then there's one octave up, which I just was not... When I first tried it, I was thinking, nah uh, this is going to sleep. It's the smooth. octave up that was really But when you put, cool. put it into like a crunchy tone and then you add a bit of distortion, it's just something I was just not I'm expecting de- I w- to work. I'm definitely
1: going to bring it to the table and be like, guys, we need... <laughs> We need to open up a part for me to, to to write something with that because yeah it's so it's so cool it's so like Rage Against the Machine in it.
0: Well yeah, you started playing Balls on Prey, was yeah, it? Yeah. And um, I was like, oh my god, why didn't I think of that riff to play? Like, yeah. Because well, so cool. when I first did it, I was thinking, think of all the riffs. Come on, come on, get play some more yeah, riffs yeah. that will fit it. But
1: that but, was that was the perfect riff. I think that's like as soon as I heard, it, I was like, this is exactly what it's made yeah. for.
0: But again, but. <laughs> You know, it's the fun and the enjoyment and the excitement of making stuff, and I just I get a real buzz from for finding that bit of tone. Like like I was saying when we were developing these, I stood side stage for you at Trees, and I heard your rig, and then I went and stood with Vadim White at side stage at his gig, um, and I was like, we that is a sound. And then the more gigs I was going to, I was like, it's that sound again. Yeah. It's yeah. that sound again. It's that sound again. So it, the passion to get it across yeah. and it actually be a, that's a real thing there. It's yeah. like, oh my God, it's actually happened. Um, it's it a looks, bit, looks beautiful as well. Well, I think, like we, like we said, like we am in Albert, an industry that's so vain. Yeah. Like, whether we like it or not, it's such a vain industry. Like, I didn't... Like, but I think,
1: well, yes, I mean, of course, like the main point of it is for it to sound good. Yeah, but if I get that, but like if everything, would, if every band were only about the sound, no no band would have a name or album covers yeah, or Nobody would ever grown their or, hair.
0: Exactly, yeah. It's about, it's about both. It definitely yeah. is. And I think getting aesthetic, a the practicality is obviously, it's got to be number one. Like, it sounds shit. <laughs> they're only going to play it. They might play it once, but they don't play it a second time. Exactly. And I think, like, but aesthetic, you've got to want to fall in love with it each time you play it. And like, or when you walk up to that stage or you walk into that bedroom and you see it again and you're like, oh God, that's so cool. I mean, the first
1: time I'll use this will probably be in September. All being well, on our UK headline. And yeah, I'm fucking looking forward to using it.
0: Mate, I'm so, so buzzing. Like, yeah. I'm... I keep smiling to myself, thinking, "Oh my god, gigs!" Like and to having like because this journey, like from that conversation at trees, and it's like, yeah, like you're a Lainey guy now, and it's yeah. like, wow, it took so so worth it, worth yeah, every man. little moment, and like to for me, the moment will be when it's on that stage oh. and new boys come out, yeah, and I'm like, Jesus Christ what a full circle this has been but definitely so- not. and it's
1: very rare that like i'll get like you, these are your pedals too do you know what i mean yeah. and I like usually i'm changing my pedal board like fucking monthly do you know what i mean <laughs> just yeah. like trying to figure out what i like best and insert the tone quest do you know what i mean yeah man uh <laughs> and it, which is a fucking one hell of a quest but yeah honestly it like I said, it ticks every box for me. Yeah. And I, and I love it and I can't wait to use
0: it. We always said, this is quite funny. Um, the perfect amplifier's got one knob on it and it just says underneath it your sound. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight like, but you know, obviously that doesn't exist. Yeah. So um yeah, I think this is as close to that one knob amplifier. I you think can it's get. as close
1: as close as we can get, yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, thanks for having me down here, man. And yeah, thanks for talking to me and yeah, this is the start of a beautiful relationship,
0: mate. Honestly, like, thanks for coming. Thanks for holding on <laughs> yeah. and waiting. Um, but yeah, like, longevity is the key with this, I think. Definitely, and, yeah. um, yeah, it's not just a here's the <laughs> amps. Thanks. Seeing a bit, like, yeah. nice to meet you. It's like, yeah, let's grow this, man. Yeah, like, fucking down, Fuck yeah, let's do it.